the hell's in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Yeah, I was having a pretty bad day today when I found out that the one and only the great Diamond Dave, David Lee Roth, Mm. has decided to hang up his spandex boots and retire from music. Oh, okay. Are you reminiscing about something that happened 20 years ago? (laughs) He has put out many excellent albums as a solo artist and then he rejoined Van Halen just before they really went off a cliff. But 20 years ago? No, he, he came back maybe, I don't know, fucking mid-2015 20, like or something like that. Famously hit himself in the face with a microphone stand while doing super cool moves on uh, the, the morning show in America. So when you said came back, came yeah. back and hit himself in the face. With the hit microphone. himself in the face. But watch the footage. He's doing a very serious stunt. Uh-huh, on Cameo. Is, <laughs> is that where we're watching David Lee Roth oh, these days? He's not on Cameo. Well, not to my knowledge, he's not on Rock cameo. on, brother. Rock on! Don't mock David Lee Roth. He's a champion of a man. Uh-huh. He's that, a- my dad very much loved that California girls yeah, cover. Yeah. And the I'm a gigolo Not cover. his finest hours. A, a, some would say a brilliantly calculated marketing move, mm. but certainly not the pinnacle of his creativity. My, my dad liked the ladies in the bikinis. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm not saying he was the bastion of good taste. <laughs> he certainly didn't push the envelope in terms of creative integrity, but his early days in Van Halen were very good. Mm-hmm. If you've ever heard his isolated vocals from Running With The Devil, he can harmonise with his own voice as he's singing. Mm. Anyway, mm. David Lee Roth has retired after many, 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 many years performing live. You know who's still going? Who? My favourite all-time uh, singer. And is also, coincidentally, one of my free passes. You know how you get your three celebrity free passes? I do, yes. Although, like, to be honest, at the moment I am single, so it's a celebrity free pass from my right hand. You're just like a fucking theme park that no one wants to go to. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Oh, my God. I am like the what is it? The, the Hong Kong Disneyland. <laughs> I am Euro Disney. That's who I am. Oh, my God. I don't even have a well-maintained, you know, garden for visitors to wander around. It's just gone to rack and ruin. But anyway, my favourite... Bruce Dickinson. Bruce Dickinson. Lead singer of Iron Maiden. They released a new album just just not long ago. They did. You're more like Wet and Wild Waterworld, the place that got shut down <laughs> through all the deaths. <laughs> like injuring yeah. visitors. It killed seven people. <laughs> That's who you are. Oh, my God. It is. I told you about that time I accidentally punched a guy in the face. During sex? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what you say. <laughs> That was so that he could tell the doctor what had really happened. <laughs> Honestly, it was just, oh my lord. That spot's never been found again. He was like Everest. Oh, right. Yeah. He he found that uh, secret lever at the back of Zack McCracken that no one knew was there. Except no one's no one's ever climbed. Well, they've tried, they've but tried. they've just died horribly on the hill. No Is one's it? No one's re-popped that flag. Right. Was he particularly... Um, Shall, no, we, shall was, we just say, was he was he a, a, an experienced gondola pilot with a large pole? No, I think it was just generally one of those 
Fast and the Furious just happened to drive the car off the hill mm. at the right moment to be able to like surfboard it onto, I don't know, an F-18 or whatever they're doing in the latest one. Um, it was more like Escape from LA, wasn't it? <laughs> it was more like that. <laughs> like a huge flop. No, <laughs> no, it was not. Unbelievable that it happened? Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, my Lord. I am so single. I don't think I could be more single if I split into just two people and became <laughs> doubly single. That's how single I am. I'm at the point. The only way I could be more single is if I split into. I don't know. Using a podcast that's mostly listened to in another continent to advertise your marital status is pretty fucking single. <laughs> <laughs> Just wishing for that COVID passport to come in so you can go to Texas and clean up. Oh, finally, finally get my get my leg over a steer, I tell you. Oh, it's not good fishing at the moment. I'm vegan, that's the problem. Oh, I yeah. can't fish, I'm vegan. You're going to be very popular in Texas and uh, our other fucking bell with the state of Oklahoma. They love a vegan. I love a vegan. Yeah. You, you and Joe Rogan, you're going to fucking go down well. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm gonna like make the news for like crazed woman wrestles Joe Rogan to the ground and punches him, <laughs> screaming, This is on behalf of the deer <laughs> Got him in a rear naked choke and you were naked. Oh, you know what? what? We've uh, we've gone up about another like twenty thousand positions. Oh, in terms of the world's most unpopular podcast. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. We're like four millionth one hundred and twentieth or so. Woo! That's pretty good. Look well, out, Joe Rogan. We're coming. <laughs> we're coming for you, baby. Spotify's going to give us ten dollars to fuck off. <laughs> I was saying though that it was a, it was a sad start to the day mm. until you brought around the mail you've received. Oh yes, we actually got some fucking fan mail. I know. Isn't that something different? I know. <laughs> oh my lord! I was so excited. I came home, and there was a box on my front doorstep. Puzzle box? Are you going to summon the fucking Cenobites? <laughs> oh my god! That's how single I am. I can't <laughs> even get a Cenobite round here. <laughs> it's I like have you- such pleasures. Have you heard about my cats? Oh yeah. fuck! <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so there was just there was just a box on my doorstep, and my first thought was, please let it be Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Please let it be Gwyneth Paltrow's head. <laughs> it was addressed to Gavin in the woods. Opened up the box, and what did I find? Booty. <gasps> Woo! You found booty. Oh my god! Yes, we did. To the amazing and huge thank you to the Alison Candy Dandy Hughes, who actually. Took some of her like favorite Gavin in the Woods expressions and designed and had printed up Gavin in the Woods mugs yeah. and then sent them to us. So thanks to Alison, Liz can now hide her bourbon at work, Woo! pretend to drink coffee with uh-huh. a branded mug. I know, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's not pathetic if you're advertising. Exactly. Oh so, my God. Well done. It's good enough for Kanye. <laughs> well, yes. And isn't he respected around the globe? He's a billionaire. Fuck your respect. You know what? I actually really like his last two albums. They're really fucking good. He's crazy. He's fucking nuts as a shit ass rat, but he's really fucking talented. <laughs> oh my god! Like, is, he's a billionaire. Yeah, he's a billionaire. Yeah, 
So, yeah. pff, fuck your respect. I don't give a shit whether you respect me or not. I don't think he gives a fuck either. Yeah. Five billion dollars. Um, and he's free of those Kardashians. Yeah. Oh, Gee. did that end, did it? Yeah, yeah. They've, they've divorced. Oh. Good that shows how much I cared about that. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe, uh, maybe Kanye will uh, get some of his mental health back. I don't uh? know. I thought you were going to say maybe Kanye will get on board with the podcast. Oh, now yeah. Now he's looking for something to do. <laughs> Just three hours of Donda. <laughs> Donda. Okay. By the way, listen to his new album, Donda, and don't tell me it's not a fucking direct descendant of Jean-Michel Jarre's 1988 album, Zoo Look. I'm not going to do any of that that no, you no. just said. This is a horror podcast and I'm boring you to death. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to put some more bourbon in my coffee cup. <laughs> okay, so we got two mugs. They were two different. One with uh, <laughs> a science stone. Yes, pass me my science stone. Pass stones. me my science stones. And the other one of real Mothman eat the carpet. Which which one do you want? We haven't divvied them up yet. I like the Mothman one. Really? I do. Woo! I thought you would have went with science stones. No, I mean, I've, I've always secretly been very envious of the fact that you got the Mothman <laughs> fucking tagline. <laughs> and I have to tell everyone to look at dicks every week. Oh, my God. You know what? The irony for someone who created the catchphrase of real Mothman eat the carpet. What's that? Oh, my God. I have not had my carpet cleaned. <laughs> In, it feels like forever. Oh, dear. I don't even know. It's just, oh my God. It's not even threadbare. You know what? It is so pristine. It's like grandma hasn't even taken the plastic off the carpet. Oh, you've got the Persian rug that no one's allowed to walk on. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I keep wandering around. I walk on my rug. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Not even in the darkest depths of uh, Enigma Bar here in Adelaide could oh you find someone God. to do that. That's something, you know, like people, you know, are talking about like the zombie apocalypse, you know, yeah. coming. I have no worries whatsoever because if the if the apocalypse comes, it's going to be by movie rules. And I am having so little sex. There's no chance of me ever being murdered by a serial killer. But sex is going to be the commodity in the post-apocalyptic wasteland. No, that's going to be your commodity. We've already discovered this. <laughs> I'm able to look after myself. You, five minutes without gas and you're on your back. <laughs> or my knees or my front, whichever yeah, one exactly, it is. exactly, exactly. Gas, grass and ass. I'm surviving. Oh, my God. You only <laughs> learnt the yo- like yoga so you can assume the different positions. Hey, you've got to be adaptable. Uh-huh. This is a theory I've long had, which I probably shouldn't vocalise in public. Now, come on, vocalise. But in the, no wa- in the Walking Dead universe where you've got um, the various people who in different ways adapt and profit and all that sort of stuff from mm-hmm. the zombies, surely mm. somewhere in the deepest, darkest recesses of the perverts who would exist in that world, mm-hmm. there's got to be a zombie brothel mm. where you pay money to mm-hmm. go and fuck a zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there are... Um there are some zombie movies that, well, there's, there's some different movies that have touched on, on that. that in in different ways and the general ookiness yeah. of it. Because we've already discussed there are some sick fucking dudes out there. And, of course, if there's zombie, there's going to be some dude who wants to stick his yeah. dick in it. No more pilots. No one's flying to Thailand. You know, yeah. So, remember there was, there was one where, yeah, they had a girl chained in a basement with a... Um, gridiron helmet on yeah. so she couldn't bite you. Oh, no. Yeah. And you were just like, ah. Uh, but then they all died horribly. So Good. you're like, I'm very satisfied with how this Good. The, how this this came up. There is, of course, the, oh, my God, the brilliant movie Zombie Strippers. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? Oh, my God, it's even got Freddy Krueger in it. 
Oh, oh, I've seen the ads for it. Well, Robert England. Robert England, yes. Yes. I, no, I've seen the – and he's like the, the strip club, like – Hype yes. man, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. The, the manager, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's such a jerk. Oh my god, <laughs> it's got it everything. It's got uh, zombies. It's got uh, zombie strippers. It's got zombie stripper panties. Oh dear, in black and juicy. Oh no, <laughs> like that, like that McDonald's pickle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> This one girl who actually how she kills Robert Unglund. Yeah. Ah! I, I'm not even going to... Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. It is both one of the most hilarious and just wrongest ways to get infected by a zombie ever. Oh, he, he eats her pussy. No. The Mothman doesn't eat the carpet. No. <laughs> what is not it? willingly. Oh, no. <laughs> what, well, it's like a, some sort of face-sitting invasion? Yeah. Invasion of the face-sitters. Yeah. There's a movie I'd watch. Oh! Oh my god, coming to Gavin in the Woods porn collection <laughs> soon. Seriously, if we don't end up producing porn, what was the point? I'm of this? all right with that. Yeah. I'm totally all right with that. <laughs> we've, we've already got, what is it, Werewolves of the Vatican? Uh huh. Invasion of the Face Sitters. <laughs> I, oh my god. <laughs> the safe word is Klatu. Klatu Nanu. Nikto Barada. And of course, because it's been so long since you've had the carpet cleaned, you're just going to become this Weinstein-like casting director. <laughs> All these poor NIDA graduates are coming out with fucking jaw problems from being sat on for an entire audition. <laughs> oh, you're such a beast. <laughs> we'll reach out to you. <laughs> with our pets. Uh, uh, I like to. I like to think we're better than that. Porn, you know, no, than like oh. sexually assaulting no, people on the porn no, side. We'd, we'd be a completely union porn set. Yeah, unions. Woo. Yeah, people get mandated breaks and paid proper wages and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Clean towels. It's very important, mm. especially when you're making the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy <laughs> porn, which is going to have a very niche audience. <laughs> Stick this in your ear and you'll hear properly. Was oh. like you made me watch Predator porn, which I'm still traumatized. I'm by traumatized by that. That was that was wrong. Yeah, that was very wrong. That was so. But honestly, who's ever looked at a Predator and went, "Yep, putting my dick in that"? Not me. Not me. It's not like nah. No. <laughs> nah. God, what's the name of the woman from the first Predator movie? The the fucking ah uh, Conchita. No. We no, that's in the second one. Um, oh no, she's in the second one as well. Um, I can't remember her name. Have you seen her lately? No, she has not fucking aged. Oh yes, I have actually. While we were researching the predator, I feel really bad. I've forgotten her name. I was only just looking at it. Yes, but yeah, well, she um because I my secret shame is that I really like the TV series Nashville, and oh, she turned God. up in Nashville and she oh. looks the fucking same. There you go. All the other dudes, like from that, like Jesse Ventura looks like angry grandpa. Fucking yeah, Arnie yeah. looks like he has trouble walking. You know? Shane Black still looks kind of Shane Blackish. Yeah. But Carl Weathers, old as fuck, but, you know, still looks good for his age. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. But yeah. fuck, she has aged the best out of all of them. Excellent. Yeah. There you go. You go, girl. Yeah. Oh. Remember that beautiful Mexican skin? Oh, where do they get it? Mmm. Jealous. Very jelly. I'm going to have to look up her name when we finish because I feel really bad. I feel really bad too. Yeah. Her. Yeah. She aged well. Yeah. Good honour. 
That's what we, I, mean, I guess you've got a choice in life. Either you can age well or we can remember your name. I know which one she's fucking picking. Yeah. From the four millionth most popular podcast in the world. They don't remember my name? Oh. Oh. oh, the people that are talking about starting a porn dungeon? Oh, oh. They don't remember me? Guess I won't be getting a call. Oh. I am as hot at 60 as I was at 20. Winning! Yeah. Yeah, I think she made the right choice. I think she did. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. We just got into a world of, of blackness. I can't see what's in front of me. <sighs> Which is ironic. Oh. Because this week... We walk directly into the heart of darkness. As we strap out our headlights, tie on an extra carbine and sink into the world of, and I'm going to say this very incorrectly and I apologise to everybody, Kalkajaka. Kalkajaka? I thought you were talking about like Heart of Darkness, like the, the book. No. Oh. Okay. Dramatic build-up. Oh, good work. Yeah. So you've already got that porn cinema thinking on you, just bait and switch. (laughs) Kalkajaka is an Aboriginal Australian name given to a mountain by the... Please pronounce this. Okay. I don't want to cause offence. Kalkajaka is an Aboriginal Australian name given to a mountain by the Kukuchalunchi people. There we go. Doing my best voiceover. Thank you. Please turn the page. (laughs) The name translates as, quote, place of the spear, or as it was also known by local tribes as, quote, the mountain of death. Jesus, fuck. Or (laughs) as it was called by Europeans when they settled in Australia, (laughs) Black Mountain. Ah, good work. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. I much prefer the old names. Yeah. That one's Black Mountain. (laughs) This place is like no other. A mountain made from a giant pile of granite boulders, some of which are the size of houses, all lay piled upon one another. The rocks and boulders are all jet black, which is jarring against the green rainforest that surround it. The black so jarring, its black heart can be seen quite clearly on Google Earth. The mountain standing over 900 feet tall. In this week's episode of Kalajaka, the Black Mountain, or the Moaning Mound. (laughs) Or Great Black Balls of Fire. Okay. Another one for the porn collection. Yep. <laughs> we'll be getting car wins. <laughs> now, there are four known sites of significant religious or cultural meaning on this mountain, yet, even still, entering or climbing on the mountain range is not permitted, even by its indigenous Aboriginal caretakers. So, even they're not allowed to climb it. It's like uh, Uluru. Yeah. Um, there are even places considered taboo to enter at the foot of the range. In Aboriginal mythology, a war between literal giants was fought in this place. Oh, it's like Days of Our Lives. Two brothers, <laughs> ancient giants, both fell in love with the same woman. Uh, it's, yep. They both grabbed stones and dumped them in a pile ready to throw at each other. The brothers both threw a rock 
and killed each other. Was it for science? <laughs> <laughs> no, this was this was for horny. <laughs> science can be horny. Now their bodies wasted away, and now only the pile of rocks remain. Oh, holy fuck! I'm looking at pictures of it now. I've never heard of this place until now. Yeah. It legitimately looks like a fucking pile of black rocks. It really does. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah, we'll put some pictures up on on the, the old fussy book. Now, local Aboriginals also tell the story of an ancient bloody fight that broke out between inland and coastal clans who fought over the hunting grounds of the area. Harold Ludwig, a descendant of these tribes, says, quote, they came to blows and many people died and there Bones also remained in these mountains. Now, the Aboriginal tribes have many stories about this place. They describe this mountain as a haunted place. It houses an assortment of evil spirits and demons and some of those who hunger for human souls and some human flesh. There are stories of unfortunate souls who have wandered too close, being dragged to their deaths in the bowels of the mountain by ghostly hands or shadow people seen around the mountain. Very, very Lord of the Rings. Then to add to its woe, an unknown number of Aboriginal people were at the time of colonisation by Europeans. They massacred a lot of Aboriginals in a ravine next to the mountain. The Aboriginal people say you can still hear their souls at time screaming for pity and revenge. Oh, Jesus. A lot of history on this. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can can imagine. I've never heard of this place before. I'm Mm. guessing it's going to involve the deaths of some dumb fucking white people. Oh, well, (laughs) funny you should say. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Local Aboriginal people, we call it fucking Death Mountain. You're not allowed to go there. It looks like a Death Mountain. Fucking hold my rum. <laughs> oh, 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 I might put a summer home in there. <laughs> yes, it's mine for queen and country. <laughs> so, Death Mountain, why, it sounds fabulous. <laughs> Bring the children. <laughs> oh. This is my son, mortality rate. <laughs> oh, my lord. <laughs> and my other side, death of my genetic line. <laughs> the line stops here. <laughs> One of these spirits that haunt this site is an evil medicine man known as the how's this for a how's this for a nickname? Quote Eater of Flesh. Fucking hell. Yeah. There you go. He struck fear. He struck such fear in local tribes that at times they offered him their old and their sick in the hope that it would contain his hunger for human flesh and spare the tribes. Fuck. Where, where are we going, grandson? <laughs> just, just, just day trip, grandma. Day trip. <laughs> are we going to Black Mountain? Because I don't know. No, 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 no. no. What's the blindfold for? Yeah, no, it's a for the survival of the town. Birthday <laughs> surprise. <laughs> and that surprise is, they take it off. This is a banner. Does that say happy expendable day? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> we learned it from the British. <laughs> oh, Lord. It is said even animals avoid this mountain. Fuck. 
Harold's advice is simple. Quote, don't muck around with the spirits. You know what? I grew up, even though I grew up in the bush, I grew up in a very white community. Uh-huh. Very, very white. Because, yes. <laughs> spoiler alert, Australia basically got away with genocide. Mm. But mm. in my later years, I've become friends with quite a few Aboriginal people. Yeah. A good friend of mine, Josh, explained to me what it was like to go and visit the traditional lands of people still living mm-hmm. in these places. So he's very much, um, he very much grew up in township, but his family still lives on country. Yeah. And he said the absolute the way that these myths are so intrinsic with the way they live, it yeah. becomes completely real. Yeah. And so it's it's not just passing rumour kind of superstitious stuff. Yeah. Like it is dead set true to the way they live. Yeah. And he, he reckons he has seen firsthand the power of offering stuff to local spirits and the way that your fortunes will change. Yep. From that, like, you know, flooded and stuck on islands until they left out fish. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Really fucking powerful. And I'm just like, cool, I was raised Catholic. <laughs> Nearly got fucked. <laughs> Nearly. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's like anything. Like that's just the history of anything. Like if you know, if there is somewhere, and you know, you have, you know, indigenous people who have been living there for hundreds of years, yeah. and they say, you know what, don't take your pants off and back up to that mountain. <laughs> don't take your pants off and back up to the mountain. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Bam. There's a reason they lived here for a hundred thousand years uninterrupted. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just oh my lord. Ooh. So Harold warns that interfering with the dark forces of this place will have otherworldly consequences. Harold is vocal in telling people to not enter the site at all. Harold tells of his friend from Sydney who made the mistake. Quote I told him, don't go in there. Because I know there's a borer ground. But he was headstrong and wanted to go. After being in that place, he got home and was tormented by what he said was devil and spirits. After he got better, three or four months later, he came back and said to me, I know I've done something wrong on Cape York. And I said, bloody oath you did. And I told you. Mind you, he's from Sydney. He's from he's probably from Bondi. He's an influencer. He's like, nah, man, I got to do this for the gram. Oh yeah, like, oh my god, I'm gonna go do a handstand. I'm gonna gonna pile up some rocks. I'm gonna do some downward dog. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, this is a sponsored post brought to you by Kombucha from the Valley. Yeah. Oh my god. Now here's me getting fucked by the devil. (laughs) Make sure you get that boomerang. Yeah, put that on your gram. Now, Western science dates the the boulders somewhere between 259 and 251 million years old. Happy birthday to you. That's an old goon show joke. They lasted longer than grandma. (laughs) The boulders are solidified magma. The soft soils and land above and around it has been eroded after time until only the boulders remained. At heart, the boulders would be more grey than black, but the boulders are blackened by a microscopic blue-green algae that grows on all its exposed surfaces. It's literally science stones. Mm-hmm. When the soil eroded, it has left gaps and passages between the boulders. In between the intense Australian heat that streams down onto the blackened rocks and strange warm gases from below, sorry, (laughs) these boulders become extremely hot. 
Then when cold rain hits the boulders, it causes them to fracture, break and disintegrate, sometimes in an explosion of rock. Jeez, man. Just one of the many reasons camping is not permitted. (laughs) The mountain could explode. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Oh, my God. And there are no walking tracks to the mountain. How am I going to hashtag van life for this one? I know. People may view the mountain from a viewing platform some distance from the mountain itself. More than one person has heard what can only be described as human moans and wailing and crying coming from the mountain. Influences are determined. Mm -hmm. As well as the sound of hissing. Oh, no. (laughs) One theory is that it is merely the sound of the the mind um, reacting to the sound of the wind twisting through the many caverns and caves. Another theory is that it is the sound of the tormented souls taken by the mountain. No one suggested it's those fucking huge Queensland snakes. (laughs) No one had suggested it's fucking grandma. (laughs) You little cunts. (laughs) That's what it is. Oh, my God. Yeah, I would just come back. (laughs) I'll fucking haunt you. (laughs) Now, as much as the mountain is soaked in death. It is soaked in death. Soaked. Did you work for News Limited? That's some hyperbole. We're going to get to the soaked in death later on. Dan Andrews soaked in death. And then you're going to be like, oh my, excuse me, it is soaked in death. Okay, soaked in death. It is also soaked in life as well. Oh, yuck. (laughs) All over its rock titties. Soaked in life. I can't take you anywhere. You definitely can't do that on the mountain. (laughs) As it melts on the rock. Oh, yeah, that's all the hissing. Oh, my God. All the backpackers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the mountain holds <laughs> mainly an assortment of spiders and snakes, including giant pythons, which on occasion have been described in the past as aggressive man eaters. Yeah, they're fucking ridiculous. It will swallow a man. <laughs> As well as carpet pythons, spotted pythons, northern death adders, and brown tree snakes are all found in or around the mountain. Little side note, Mm. if you have a seven-year-old son who has a warped sense of Mm humour, you, like me, have probably discovered the series of YouTube videos called Top Ten Animals Getting Sick. (laughs) And we like to watch these and laugh our fucking asses off at animals vomiting. Now... On one of them has a Queensland carpet python mm. vomiting a full-size kangaroo. That'll give you an idea of how fucking big these snakes are. That's not right. It's not right, no. That's not right. No, no not that the snake's doing it, that you're watching it. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. What is wrong with you? You try entertaining a child in the 21st century in lockdown. Oh, get it a stick or something. I don't not, know. They no longer are fucking happy to play the xylophone oh. and, and run down the street hitting a fucking bare wheel with a stick. Oh. Now they they demand sacrifices to the YouTube algorithm. Oh. And we happen to find comfort in watching animals vomit. Yeah, I'm the one who's single. <laughs> oh. <sighs> There are also lizards, carnivorous quolls, 
at least three types of flying fox, and basically about every bat you can think of. Now, a flying fox, for our American listeners, is not a flying fox. It's basically a squirrel. Oh, why? 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 <laughs> that would have made Wind in the Willows fucking interesting. How good would that be? How cute would that be? Sponsored by Red Bull. Yay! No, no, they're like a squirrel. They're little. they're little. They're sugar gliders. It's sounded much more impressive. It does sound impressive. Like if you call it a fucking pterodactyl, it's a fucking pelican. It's a pterodactyl fox. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a fucking squirrel. Oh, dream killer. Uh, so it also has every type of bat. It's got the tube nose bat, the eastern blossom bat, the northern blossom bat, the horseshoe bats, sheath-tailed bats, bent wing bats, northeastern bats, large-footed bats, and the ghost bat. I'm pretty sure I've shared a uh, comedy dressing room with a tube nose bat before. Mm. Couldn't, get, <laughs> couldn't get hold of a mirror. <laughs> You're on next, Will. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, and Finlay's cave bats, can't remember them. But, yeah, the ghost bat, which is the largest bat found in Australia. It's fucking huge. Ghost bat? It's bigger than a squirrel. Ooh. As well as a series of bizarre and unique creatures, including a frog that communicates via sharp tapping noises. What? Like, that's not going to be, like, creepy in the middle Morse of the night at bat. all. Yes. <laughs> As well as a rare bird, the Australian swiftlet, which when in the dark caves emits sharp clicks and squealing notes using echolocation to guide them through the pitch black insides of the mountain. So all you'd be hearing is the hiss. That's all you hear in the cave. Queensland is fucked up, man. Oh, my no. <laughs> then you got the rednecks. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm looking at a ghost bat right now. They yeah. are fucking horrifying. Yeah. Whoa, bats are cute. Yeah. I mean, it's the size of a Volkswagen. It's fucking terrifying. It looks like something from Dust Till Dawn. It really does. It looks yeah. like fucking what um, uh, Cheech Marin turns into. <laughs> oh my god, a burger and Nicotero effect. It really does. Yeah. It really does. Uh, so yeah, they're just flying everywhere. Fucking Queensland is cooked. Living the dream with the giant pythons. So yeah. don't spend too long looking at the bat or you get eaten by the snakes. <laughs> there is also reported sightings of a Queensland tiger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That people claim lives within the mountain has been being blamed for the mauling and death of cattle in the area. The description matches a creature that used to walk Australia some 20,000 years ago, mm. according to fossils. Yeah, Aboriginal people had a really marked effect on the megafauna, megafauna mm. here. Yeah, they reckon it wasn't so much of a catastrophic event like got rid of the dinosaurs, but just mm. literally predation by Aboriginal people. Oh. Ah, fuck it. No, they're giant. there was like a wombat that was the size of a bus. I just want to hug it. The diprotodon. I just want to hug it. I was actually depicted as a diprotodon in the famous first dog in the, on the moon cartoon. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. I can see you as a giant wombat. Yeah. Only less active. Yeah. And with a <laughs> with a worse attitude. <laughs> Maybe with a bit of mange. I do need a haircut. Uh, and occasions... The whole mountain is overcome with a foul stench of unknown origin. That'd be you. 
Some theorise that underneath the boulders lay an intricate labyrinth of caves and tunnels that lead deep into the centre of the earth. Uh, I've seen this. This is where Colin Powell said we could find Osama bin Laden in Mm. his Tora Bora cave complex. (laughs) Pretty much, Do you remember that diagram? No. Like Richard Scarry's Terror Earth. It was fucking crazy. What? Well, because they had no evidence for like what the Taliban were really doing in Tora Bora. They had no idea. Yeah. So they just made shit up. Just intricate series and of so tunnels. They, so there's a very famous uh, picture that was presented to the UN when mm. America was looking for um, essentially approval to invade Afghanistan mm. <laughs> and the weapons of mass destruction uh, campaign. And uh, they had this fucking cartoon that basically showed like they'd made this kind of James Bond underground lair that had like elevators and a kitchen and like space for a couple of hundred soldiers to sleep. Not just a fucking cave, mm. but it's it's hilarious. Like they actually put this to the UN and they just made that shit up. Wow. Yeah. And they said they had mobile um, chemical weapons labs, like in trucks, like in Breaking Bad, like they're going out in a, like an RV and fucking making sarin gas. It just sounds like they got one of, you know, you can get those books of like, you know, a James Bond spectre and yeah. like break down the evil lair. Yeah. They've just taken those blueprints That's to the UN. 100% what they did. Wow. It was incredible. Colin Powell just fucking stony face said this shit. And me as like a 20-year-old journalism student was screaming at the TV. Would you know what it is? Is it just that like America got so caught out by underground tunnels in Vietnam, they were just determined this <laughs> yeah. time. It's got to be the underground tunnels. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a couple of wars too late, mate, but sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Tell you what, there's probably a whole episode in those tunnel rat guys. Mm. Fucking hell, what a life that was. Yeah. Uh, so when European settlers arrived at Calcutta, Jacker. Yeah. Black Mountain. Yeah, it's just Black Mountain, mate. I've got a tea towel. <laughs> the first thing they did was rename it Black Mountain. The second thing they did, as we discussed, was massacre a number of Aboriginal people in the ravine next to the site. Ah, uh, it's the old boomer bucket list. Mm-hmm. The third thing they did was to completely ignore and dismiss all the warnings about Kalkajaka. At first, numerous horses and then even stories of whole herds of cattle suddenly vanishing around Black Mountain, as if swallowed by the mountain herself, the tracks just disappearing. Time after time, horses, cattle and people would disappear, as would those brave or foolish enough to try and find them. Around 1800, Sugarfoot Jack... How's that for a name? Sugarfoot Jack. Sugarfoot Jack. How did he get that name, Sugarfoot? Diabetes. (laughs) Either that or he was Tarantino's best boy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He was a notorious criminal who got into a shootout with police and then he and the rest of his crew fled the scene and ended up at Black Mountain. The police tracked Sugarfoot and his boys to Black Mountain just followed the candy wrappers, <laughs> I presume. But then the tracks stopped cold. An exhaustive police search was conducted, but neither Sugarfoot nor any of his gang could be found again. <clears throat> Excuse me. In July of 1872, a man named Philip Grainer went looking for a stray calf. When the man did not return, a search was undertaken. It appeared he had tracked the animal to the Black Mountain but then had disappeared. A search spanning multiple days was conducted in the area, but neither Philip Grainer or his horse 
or even the calf were ever seen again. Because hmm. that's the bit that baffles me. It's yeah, the horse. The horse went. And like the horse tracks just disappearing. That's a bit odd. Mm. It's not the kind of place you could really ride a horse though. So you'd think that it would have got off and mm. just going by the photos I've seen. Yeah, but then if like the horse like walked away, yeah. you should have been able to find tracks of the horse like, fuck yeah. this. I wonder if that was like a tactic at the time. Like if you were a crook trying to get mm. away from the local cops mm. who often relied heavily on local Aboriginal people to act as trackers, mm. do you just go to the place that they won't go to? Mm. And that's kind of how you like throw the scent off. I don't know. Was that the plan? I don't know. Well, in the November of 1882, two cattlemen named Harry Owens and George Hawkins went looking for their stray cattle around the Black Mountain. Again, when the men failed to return, a search party is raised by the police. The search party includes two Aboriginal trackers who track the men to the Black Mountain. And they can find no tracks of the men leaving the mountain in any direction. The two Aboriginal trackers are sent into the cave, into a cave in the mountain to follow the tracks of the two missing men which have entered the cave. Okay, but they love doing that. Only one of these men would ever return. And this man stumbled from the mountain some hours later, described as completely unhinged and incoherent. The man never returned to a state where he was ever able to provide a coherent report of what happened inside the mountain or what he saw and continued the rest of his life in an asylum for the mentally unwell. Okay. In 1890, a police officer, Constable Ryan, tracked a wanted fugitive to Black Mountain with the help of local trackers. The trail ended at the mouth of one of the mountain's cave entrances. The others were not prepared to enter the cave and no doubt advised against it. But Ryan would have his man and ventured into the cave alone to capture the fugitive. Constable Ryan never came out of the mountain again. And everyone was too scared to venture in after him and no doubt suffer the same fate. Fair enough. This is definitely like a very dodgy Queensland theme park. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, it could have been like at the beginning, people were like, oh, yeah, you know, the mystery, like, oh, we'll go there. People won't go there. But then people genuinely, you know, just weren't coming back. Wow. In 1892, a man named James Wren decides that he will go fossicking for gold at Black Mountain and is never seen or heard of again. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, yeah, I'm just going to go pick out the gold teeth of their corpses. What do you know? This plan would go horribly wrong. Kalkajaka, <laughs> oh. <laughs> by this time, is now known is just as infamous with the Europeans as it is with the Aboriginal people. In 1920, two experienced cave explorers decide to venture into the caves, determined to explain the reasoning behind the mysterious disappearances. Because science! (laughs) So in they went into the mountain with years of experience between them. Oh, good. So they've packed it. What have they packed? Probably a grand piano. 
Mm-hmm. Being these people's grandfather that, clock, but a good British attitude. Yes, yeah, so some sandwiches. <laughs> There's got cucumber on them. Oh, what a picture! <laughs> we of the shall king. prevail. <laughs> I have a picture of the king, and I should claim this for England. <laughs> Into the death tunnel we go. <laughs> Neither of them were ever seen again. <laughs> oh fuck. Once again, poor Aboriginal trackers were sent into the caves to find the missing explorers, and none of the rescuers were seen again either. God. Two reporters ventured in to solve Black Mountain's mysterious mysteries. (laughs) Can you tell we're recording this in the middle of the night? And instead, they became... Just another mysterious disappearance themselves. Fucking hell. So now it's just, it's just, it's like at what point it's like, it's like letting clowns in a mini car. (laughs) At what point do you stop sending in clowns? (laughs) You gotta wonder, is like the evil in this mountain just like going, what the fuck is wrong with these people? What more do we have to do? Good God, just leave me alone. Yeah, seriously. Oh my God. In 1928, a prospector by the name of Q Packer. Begins fossicking around the mountain and then goes missing. Packer is different from the other cases in that later his body would be found. Okay. Next to his rifle with a bullet wound to his head. Okay. In 1932, another page gets put into the mountain's mysterious book when a traveller named Harry Page disappears whilst hiking on Black Mountain. Harry Page's body was later found, but his death was ruled as death by unknown circumstances. Many people have died or have been seriously injured trying to climb to the peak of Black Mountain. No one was smart enough not to. (laughs) In 2001, two men decided to camp out at the foot of Black Mountain... Camping is forbidden now, by the way. Okay. Uh, But in 2001, Ivan and Danny set up their camp at its base. Although they said they noticed a complete lack of noise as one would normally expect in the bush. Insects, birds usually deafen the nightscape. Yeah. Like we've already discussed, you know, the wildlife that lives around there, you know. The... Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) It was silent, Danny says. Quote, The first time I heard about Black Mountain was from my dad, Ivan. When he told me what mysterious things are said to happen there, we immediately decided we had to visit. (laughs) Because white people never learn. Oh, my God. White being dying since forever. (laughs) That needs to be a sitcom. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, just watching die pe- just white people dying and doing like ob- really obviously dumb things each week. And what will Whitey die trying to do this time? Ah, oh, putting his dick in a blender, oh, climbing Death Mountain. Ah, oh, who knew? Oh my lord! <laughs> so when I read about Black Mountain, I didn't believe the theories. But the two men pitched their tent. Oi oi! Hey, broke back mountain. <laughs> and found slumber's embrace. 
Then in the middle of the night, sounds of rocks crumbling, shattering the silence, suddenly waking the two men. Then they heard footsteps moving straight towards them. The two men scrambled from their tent and then they saw it. A true black, large mass moving towards them. The men froze and then it just vanished before their eyes. After the black creature vanished, the sounds of the night returned to the bushland around them. The two men gathered their belongings and left the area immediately. So I think they're only half white. Because they didn't run at it. <laughs> yeah. Look, there's something black and moving. <laughs> Eradicate it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For king and country. Oh, Lord. Every damn time. God damn. That sounds, that sounds very similar to an Aboriginal myth from the local Aboriginal people where mm. I grew up. Mm. They had a rock that came to life and would... Um, so basically, if you wanted to curse someone, you'd go down there and scratch their name. Mm. on this rock and it would come to life and hunt them throughout the world until it found them. Oh. And I went camping with my dad and yeah. saw a rock that looked just fucking like this one and people had written all their names on it. And I shat myself. Oh, my! did you go searching for your name? No, I was too busy running. But like the other thing is like it's really it's going to be really inconf- like oh it's going to be really hard for a rock boulder these days. Do you know what I mean? When there are like there are like 2000 you know, Fred Connors in this world. Do you know what I mean? It's like the Terminator. Like, does a boulder go to a box and just, you know, like a telephone book, just start looking in the phone directory? Mm. That's hard on a boulder. (laughs) It could be the rock eater from fucking Never Ending Story that just wants to be left alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No autographs. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be hard on a boulder. (laughs) Now, one experienced bushman who penetrated into the mountain armed with a pistol and flashlight gave a harrowing account of his experience within. And, of course, this is back in the day. Like, I'm thinking maybe take a rope. <laughs> maybe, yeah. You know? At the very least, a picture of the king. Yeah, at least, a minimum, yeah. you know. <sighs> so this is his experience. <clears throat> Quote, I stepped into the opening. Like other mountain caves, it dipped steeply downwards, narrowing as it went. Suddenly, I found myself facing a solid wall of rock, but to the right there was a passageway just large enough for me to enter in a stooping position. I moved along it carefully for several yards. The floor was fairly level, the walls of very smooth granite. The passage twisted and turned this way and that, always sloping deeper into the earth. Presently, I began to feel uneasy. (laughs) A huge bat beat its wings against me as it passed. However, I forced myself on to push further. I thought you were going to say he forced himself on it. (laughs) For king and country. Come here, (laughs) Flappy. I don't think he brought the clergy with him. <laughs> you might have been raised in the darkness, but I am from the light. <laughs> Would you like to try experience the body of Christ? Because oh, you've always got to get that religious conversion into that assault, don't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That yeah. it's for God. Yes. Soon my nostrils were filled with a sickly, musty stench. Then my torch went out. I was in total darkness. 
from somewhere there seemed the bowels of the earth. I could hear a faint moaning, which was this. Again, it's probably the vicar with the back. (laughs) (laughs) I could hear a faint moaning, which was then followed by the flapping of wings of thousands of bats. I began to panic as I groped and floundered back the way I thought I had come. My arms and legs were bleeding from bumps with unseen rocks. My outstretched hands clawed at space. I expected solid walls and floors, but could not find it. At one stage, where I had wandered into a side passage, I came to the brink of what was undoubtedly a precipice, judging by the echoes. (laughs) Was he a fucking bat? (laughs) The air was foul, and I felt increasing dizziness. Terrifying thoughts were racing through my mind about giant rock pythons I had seen around the mountain. As I crawled along, getting weaker and losing hope of ever coming out alive, I saw a tiny streak of light. It gave me super strength to worm my way towards a small cave mouth half a mile from the one I had entered. Reaching the open air, I gulped in lungfuls of air and fell down exhausted. I later found that I had been underground for five hours. Most of the time, on my hands and knees. Oh, were you, Vicar? It's like you in the apocalypse. (laughs) A king's ransom would not induce me to enter those caves again. (laughs) Hardly Jules Verne, was it? So we sent the trackers back in. <laughs> yes. And all I could think when he, when he was like, oh, we found all these smooth granite walls. And I thought it's an excellent place to put a picture of the king. <laughs> oh, no. But sudden drop offs and bottomless shafts and pockets of bad air hardly sound like a fun adventure. No. But again, even to this day, this is only theoretical, as so few people have ever been inside the mountain and lived to tell what they saw. So all we have is conjecture conjecture, and wild imaginings. In the 1800s, the European colonists came to believe that some of those who disappeared into the mountain actually survived inside the mountain living off insects and the bodies of those who did not survive. The European colonists called them the Outback Moles or the Irish. (laughs) Other rumours. Now, do you want to get into the deep, dark, crazy rumours about the site? Yeah, because, I mean, let's face it, it's probably just a case of poisonous gases emanating mm. from the earth. Mm. Anyone who's ever worked in industry or been a hole watcher is probably going, fucking, they're just choking. Mm. Yeah. Or giant snakes. Or giant snakes. You know, hissing snakes. Yes, or possibly a bat. <laughs> Very amorous. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Oh, death by horny bat. Oh, oh no. Oh, what a way to go. Ghost oh. bat. Oh. oh, my God. Oh, it navigated by sonar, let me tell you. It's like it's a ghost bat because it will fuck you and then ghost itself. <laughs> yes, it never called me back. Oh, Scoundrel. <laughs> Much related to the Tinder worm. <laughs> I am a representative of the king. I violate you. That's how <laughs> this goes. Not the other way, my laddie. Oh. 
Now, other rumours over the years have included, okay, that the chambers below the mountains have held everything from lost civilizations, Of course. Yeah. Priceless lost treasures. Of course. It's amazing how many people before time would just run around yeah. burying just you jewels yeah. and gold everywhere. I have la- I have a large collection of solid gold candelabras. Mm. Wherever can I keep them? Oh, I know. You quickly, let me put them in a hole in the ground. <laughs> in a mountain that's impenetrable. <sighs> and even, I thought you'd like this. Yeah. A secret alien base. Of course. I thought you would have heard of it. (laughs) That's conspiratorial. This alien base is claimed to hold reptilian aliens. Oh, fucking reptilians. Oh, would it be the perfect heat for them? Explains the hissing. That is true. Yeah. If we see Alex Jones going there, we know something's up. Oh, my God. If they're from another planet, they're probably just standing around going, (laughs) fucking hot. (laughs) <laughs> it's probably their holiday planet. Yeah. <laughs> a bit chilly. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, now, they claim, people claim, again, I don't know where they're getting this from, but they claim that the alien base holds reptilian aliens that keeps the humans as slaves or lab rats. Oh, of course. These people believe that mountain and its boulders were in fact constructed by the aliens and occasionally claim that large reptilian humanoids have been seen emerging from the mountain as well as strange lights reported over the mountain. That's just caravanning boomers. Yeah. That's all that is. Just called bogans, mate. (laughs) Just bogans. This is Kylie. (laughs) That's what the screaming is. It's just their mating call. (laughs) (laughs) Much more common is reports of people catching glimpses of shadows and shadowy figures that haunt the mountains and its surrounds. Now, that's the shit that scares me. Shady figures? Mm. Well, and they, because like when they when they were talking about you know the black figure that was approaching them in the dark, because yeah. you're like, how do you see a black figure in dark? Yeah. It's like the figure is so dark it's blacker than dark yeah you know i guess it's like a black hole it's just it's darker than dark yeah um because i don't know what that is it kind of freaks me out it kind of fits in with some of those um skinwalker ranch Mm. stories of a portal opening and you know strange Mm. translucent beings and Mm -hmm. with superhuman strength but the other thing to consider as well is if if it is that whole skinwalker ranch um and you know, with portals opening, that could explain why a creature from that hasn't existed for twenty thousand years is walking around. Yeah, you know, if if it's you know into another time, or because it's just fucking Queensland and dinosaurs still exist there. Yeah, well, if you you know, it, no one's fucking going in there and surviving. It makes sense, of course. Those are these, you know, we were saying there are like frogs that exist nowhere else on the planet yeah. except on this place. There are little lizards only exist in this mountain. So it makes sense that there's some weird crossbreed of, you know, tiger betwixt bogan (laughs) (laughs) to create the biger. (laughs) The togan. The togan, no. (laughs) The togan just comes out, you gotta smoke, mate. (laughs) Don't interrupt him, he's playing TAB. (laughs) (laughs) He's putting his bet on. Oh, no. 
Another curiosity of this mountain is a long list of pilots, both professional and amateur, who have reported strange turbulence and sudden magnetic disturbances when flying over the mountain. Mm. So, so much so uh, that this was occurring that in 1990, a scientific series of tests were performed to try to find out the cause of these anomalies. Okay. But none could be found. And no unusual recordings were recorded during the testing. Regardless of this, uh, many pilots will do their best to avoid the area. Uh, Just, you know, there were just, uh, you know, pilots reported just suddenly instruments just failing. Right. um, While going over. But then, of course, you know, there are people who fly helicopters, you know, over and, you know, don't have a problem. It's yeah. one of those things, like, it's not a problem until it goes wrong and you collapse. Well, that's famously how Lang Hancock discovered iron in the Pilbara. Oh, really? Yeah, because he was a cattle station owner and he was flying his plane over it and the compass and all his instruments went haywire and he knew mm. enough about geology to know that it was Something iron going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Australia's- and he became Australia's biggest cunt. <laughs> <laughs> was it because of the, you know, the <laughs> mysterious properties of the iron ore? Had he been to Black Mountain? <laughs> Australian scientist and geologist, Mr. Deer. Mr. Deer? Mr. Deer. What a name. That's pretty good. When they do create a female James Bond, yeah. I think Mr. Deer should be like the Mr. Moneypenny. <laughs> Just be like, oh... Mr. Deer. (laughs) So, Mr. Deer, who has spent numerous hours at the site, says, quote, I still have a belief that it's a very powerful place and I can see why some indigenous people hold it in deep fear and always in respect. I sort of have a rule that I do not upset the mountain. There is something very karmic about that mountain you need to keep on its good side. My eldest son did it, climbed the mountain, Ooh. one afternoon when I suggested that he didn't. Early the next morning at 3am, I found him writhing with appendicitis and vomiting. We had to have him airlifted straight to Cairns where he had surgery and luckily survived. But he knew he had made a mistake. You pissed off the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so I think at the end of the day, that's what you have to remember. When you come to a mysterious death mountain, yeah. make sure you leave it moaning happy <laughs> and not moaning sad. Yes. Yeah. So... That's a curious one. It's found here in Australia. Yeah. If people want to actually get onto um, Google Earth um, and have a look for Black Mountain, yeah. uh, you'll actually be able to see this curious pile of black rocks. And Bogans, if there's a mountain you want to conquer, just leave it at Mount Panorama. Just get to the top and on a brocky. Maybe that's what we can do to like 
dickheads today. Like maybe we've <laughs> got to like get it to all these like white supremacists and be like, oh my God, did you hear there's some Nazi gold <laughs> up in Black Mountain? Yeah. Nazi gold. Yeah, the UFO that they were working on. Go yeah. get it, boys. Yeah, yeah, go get it. Only only a proud white boy would be able to get in there and get that mountain. Oh, and you're stealing it from Black Mountain. They'd fucking love that. Oh, yeah. Fucking racist. I'd love it. Don't muck about in the Grampians like a tourist. Get up there. <laughs> If you're going to desecrate anything, desecrate the Black Mountain. They all fall into the same, like, bottomless pit. <laughs> Woo! Nom, Everyone's nom. a winner, baby. <laughs> Just as an aside, here's, a, here's that picture of Tora Bora. Oh. Doesn't it look like something from, a like, a 1980s, the future is here, this is what a space station will look like. Actually, you know what it looks like? It looks like Luke Skywalker's home planet. Where they go into the city of Tantooine. It does, yeah. That's what it looks like. Like, where's the where's the villainous bar of scum and villainy? <laughs> That's where you'll find Osama. Osama shot first. He shot first. We tell you. <laughs> uh, with weapons, the US gave him. <laughs> Awkward. <gasps> Do you know what? It was on the other night, and it always makes me laugh because here in Australia, they like you know Rambo. Sylvester Stallone, he's still, you know, bless yeah. him. He's still huge. Why are you tearing up your script? Um, <laughs> Because I don't want, like, a hobo to, like, find the script and then record it. <laughs> and get more listens than us. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's Sylvester Stallone, like, his movies, you know. Um, but there's one movie of Sylvester Stallone they only ever show at two in the morning and it's Rambo 3 where it's Rambo helps the Taliban. Yeah. It just, you, just, you just watch that movie and you're just like, there's so much awkward. <laughs> like, I just, I don't. I, I keep waiting for them to just spirit that one away or just like voiceover and like give them a new name. Yeah. So it's not Rambo helps the Taliban. <laughs> You make it sound like a spot book. <laughs> it is. Rambo helps the Taliban. Oh my god! And Rambo, Rambo, Rambo counts the seven heads. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a touch orkies, isn't it? Yeah. Just, oh my god! Yes, yeah, seriously. If you want to have a good laugh, you know, um, uh, get you know, get high, put a few drinks in, and uh, watch Rambo three <laughs> as Rambo helps. A terrorist organization come to power. <laughs> Didn't make the Russians look so bad, to be honest. Probably better with the Russians. I'm just saying. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Fuck, what a disaster. Uh, that'll never. Oh my God. I don't want to say it'll never be solved. But The Middle East? Oh, fuck. We got a better chance of solving fucking climate change. Oh. No, you know what? I reckon I, I reckon I could solve it out. How's that? I, I'd get them all in a room and they'd be like, oh, okay, now, you know, I, w- I want you to tell me, you know, um, everything that's been done to you and why you oh, think you do should do it. Do they have to hold the talking pillow? No, no, no. And then I want you to tell me everything, you know, that's been done to you and, you know, what, in what you're upset about. And then as they both go to speak, um, I'm just going to be like, shut the fuck up. I don't care. I don't care. Let's move on. Let's move on. The Karen solution. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. Just be, you know what? Let's just. Give Karen we'll just, a chance. We'll just carry on from now. Imagine there's you no Karen. It's when you got two kids crying. <laughs> and I don't want to display like, you know, it's like, it's we're not going to get into it. You know. 
Everyone's a loser. Just you know, make what? them climb Black Mountain. We're just gonna fucking get on with it from now, from this moment. Bam, there we go. Sort you. It's not a fucking family holiday in a station wagon. Where it kids- is. That's exactly how we need to deal with it. We tried everything else and it hasn't worked. That maybe that's how we need to sort shit out. This simplistic attitude to foreign policy is how we got Rambo three. No, no. And if either of them try to argue, I'm going to get with the spoon from the kitchen. We all know what that means. Number one, it means you're out of the kitchen, which I'm pretty sure some of them don't like. <laughs> We're addressing that while I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Yeah, I was going to walk in there, bottle of bourbon in one hand. Oh, they're going like, to love you. And just be like, don't give a fuck. They're going to love you. Fucking, that's because I'm fucking lovable. <laughs> I am as lovable as a giant python hiding in a hole in a death mountain. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Why am I single? I don't know. Maybe it's because you think you can solve the, the Middle East with a fucking talking to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go in there with a fucking picture of the queen. <laughs> oh, that didn't fucking start any of this. <laughs> British imperialism, that didn't start any like, of this. Be like... No, I'm talking about the Australian Queen, Kylie Minogue. Oh, okay. Well, actually, maybe. Yeah. That'd work. Kylie Minogue, like 2001 Sydney Olympics. Yeah. That era? Yeah. 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 Do the locomotion with me. <laughs> Give me 20 minutes. We're all going to be doing the locomotion around the room. Kind of gay do bar. the locomotion. Do the locomotion with me. Wouldn't the world be better if it was one big gay bar? The only thing that you're going to do is fucking mm. outsmoke them on the hookah and that'll be it. It's not a totally wasted afternoon. True. Yeah. Bit of spiced tobacco and some... Oh, you're vegan. All they eat is fucking lamb. <sighs> I'll fix that while I'm there as yeah, well. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to solve it all, baby. That's what I do. I'm going to take my coffee mug of power. Oh, you know what? I've got a fan mug. Have, has a fan ever made them a mug? No. I'm pretty sure the Saudi royals have never had a fan give them a mug. Exactly. So we're <clears> listening <throat> to this guy. They've had their dissidents chainsawed to death inside an embassy. So yeah, you're bringing that. a mug. Yeah. 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 I once farted during sex. <laughs> once? <laughs> once? You once KO'd a dude. I was taken by surprise. You once KO'd a dude for giving you an orgasm. <laughs> that's exactly why I should leave this party into the future. And that's how I'm going to start my presentation off. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think this is a good time to say thanks for sticking around for a year. It is, yeah. It's, it's the a 50, year. It's a year of this nonsense. I know. Who knew? Suckers. And what have we learned? Stare at the dick. <laughs> and real mothmen eat the carpet. We'll return next week. Against all odds, probably the 15 millionth most popular podcast in the world. <laughs> For the Queen! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>